You are listening to KPRP LP Portland Radio Project. TGIFPRPers, you made it. Yes, it is Friday, and this is Sounds of PDX on Portland Radio Project. I am your host, Veronica Bezesti, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be just out of my house right now, actually, I'm, but I am always happy to be here with you on a Friday evening and giving you an opportunity to hear another amazing local artist that has dropped into the PRP studio. With me tonight is the fabulous, she is fabulous, Malachi Graham, one half of local synth pop duo Small Million. She's got a new solo project, Caretaker. We're going to hear a couple tunes and catch up. Malachi, hi. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I know. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a challenge every week. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge every week, but we, we make it. it. We make it every Friday. <laughs> we make it. All right. Caretaker, nine songs. They make up this new solo project. I feel like they, they are coming from just the depths of your soul and the pit of your stomach. I'm quoting something from your website. As you wrote these songs, different anxieties rushed out like a breath you didn't realize you were holding in. That that imagery, that's Mm. I love that. I love that. And I want us to dive into a lot more of that. I'm kind of hoping that we'll just take it up one level, though. How do you disseminate when you're going into that creative zone, that creative process? Okay, do you go into it manifesting this is going to be something that's solo or this is going to be small million, or does the creative process take you down that particular path? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, so I've I've songwritten both with my duo partner in Small Million, Ryan Linder. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been writing with him for about ten years now. Wow. Um, yeah, that that was a fortuitous meeting. <laughs> um, in the writing process. I put all kinds of thoughts and feelings and lyrics and they all go in the one book. Okay. And then my writing process with Ryan for Small Million is um, very, very back and forth. Uh, He does incredible production and instrumentals and will kind of start often from that thread. And then I'll see what lyrics that I've compiled sort of go in the right direction. Um, I think those songs have gotten increasingly personal as I've gotten to know myself better as I've grown up. A lot of our new Small Million stuff is very visceral. It's really about sort of the feelings coming out of my body in okay. in meaningful ways. Very Sometimes those songs are more um, universal, going for something more in the pop dimension. I'm, sure. still, I'm still trying to write something personal, but um, seeing seeing how things kind of hit at the gut level. I think for the songs that end up feeling like, oh, I know this is going to be a solo mm-hmm. song, sometimes it is the, the most uh, heart-wrenching aspects of my psyche, um, the the real stuff coming out of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the oozing from the pores. Yes, yes. Or, or sometimes more... Um, I eat, my solo stuff does come from a bit of a folk background, even if this record has a lot of different instrumental styles on mm-hmm. it, which I'm really excited about. Uh, so but good. something about folk storytelling in particular, some of the songs on this record are diving into kind of the mindset of a particular character. And then, you know, there are aspects of that that I really deeply relate to that come from my own experience. But, you know, there's a song on the record about um, someone having an affair at a trade show. There's a song about somebody um, 
you know, nursing her partner back to health after a stroke. And those aren't things that I've experienced, but I could definitely tap into the emotions on both sides. Yeah. I think that that specificity is so great when you're, you do have that kind of visceral way of being able to present that out there into the world, because at the end of the day, it's still about uh, sharing a love or sharing of a loss. And it gives people someplace to start with yeah. where they need to find their own ability to process. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm really glad it hits like that for you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's, so let's talk about these nine songs. Let's talk about what's kind of transpired for you. You've, you've, um, you've had a little bit of a rough go hmm. over these past... The last three months in the, particular. The last three months in particular. That didn't entirely shape Caretaker. I mean, that's a, that sounds like it's a lot more emotional versus mm-hmm. physical. However, mm-hmm. there's a physical aspect that's, that's plagued the past few months. Yeah, it's been really... It was really funny what this album did to me. Um, So I've been working on this album for five years, and I knew I wanted to call it um, Caretaker once the songs kind of started emerging because so much of it is about, for me, these themes of the ways that the ways that we take care of each other, sometimes how we step in and take care of people when they don't need it or are or when they're not asking for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when someone's mm-hmm. coming to you with their problems and just want to be seen and maybe instead you're offering solutions at the drop of a hat. The ways that codependency can emerge in relationships of all kinds, you know, even relationships that are that are mostly really healthy and then you'll just like notice a part of yourself emerge that is trying to solve the other person's emotions Um, and I was exploring that thematically so really emotional caretaking sort of as the centerpiece of this record Um, and it was finished and I announced that it was coming out (laughs) in October and then I was hospitalized with a mysterious illness um, that I've spent a lot of the time since October, um, yeah, in a lot of time hospitalized, a lot of time seeing specialists, just wow. very strange, like sort of an episode of House MD. Oh. Um, <laughs> like, And the the weird blood infection that I ultimately was diagnosed with was actually a diagnosis on House in season eight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so as I was about to put out this album, it just came out last week. It's called Caretaker, and I had I was being caretaken, yeah. but in ways that were really necessary. Um, and I got to see, I think, healthier forms of caretaking and the than necessarily my codependent patterns that a lot of the album circles around, but just the ways that we show up for each other, whether very literally taking care of people that are ill um, or... I don't know, the text messages and DMs I got from people that I wouldn't have thought were thinking about me, um, that all of these tangible and intangible ways we take care of each other really matter. And sometimes they get tangled up in unhealthy ways, but it's also kind of what makes us human. So Absolutely. There is a very big difference between the care sometimes that we want versus the care that we need. And identifying that is so difficult on a personal level. When you think about that you wanted to release this album prior to the illness, did the illness and everything that transpired during it, that love that came your way, did it change your perspective on some of the sentiments that you put out there into the world for Caretaker? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I think a brush with mortality can be very eye-opening in a lot of ways. Well, yes. <laughs> um, but 
it made some of the problems that I'm writing about on the album or relationship issues or past relationships seem sort of laughably insignificant yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the scheme of the scope of how how much love there is in the world and all of the different ways you can tap into it. Um, yeah, and it made me feel like at the end of the day, all songs about caretaking are kind of songs about death <laughs> um, and what we do before we get there right. and how we make meaning along the way, uh, which is sort of a, I guess, a morbid sentiment. But for me, I found it pretty empowering. Well, that realization that every moment that you're living, mm. you got to live yeah. is pretty darn important. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy no matter if it was season eight house <laughs> and the doctors that were helping you or were watching reruns of House and that's how they figured out. I don't know how it wound up happening, but I'm very ha happy and glad to hear that you are very much on the mend. Yes, I am. Thank you so much. Of and course. Just the man, ICU nurses, uh, nurses of all kinds get my special care. They are the, the ultimate caretakers. And Absolutely. Yeah, I could never. And I think some of them are smarter than doctors. Oh, that is yeah. almost certainly the case. That yeah. was my experience. Yes, absolutely. All right, let's hear a tune from Caretaker. We've got Together for the Kids queued up. Give us a little background on this song. This is a song about me looking at long-term love and looking at, um, you know, as a as a early 30s person, looking at loves that last a really long time and how people are showing up for each other. And yeah, it's about from the caretaking perspective, it's about why you, why you stay with someone, what you're taking care of um, and how you take care of yourself. Well, we're hearing new music from Malachi Graham. This is sounds of PDX on Portland radio project together for the kids. They stay together for the kids It's not marital bliss But it is what it is They don't know what they do Say life isn't great But at least I've got you Kids all wish they'd split Been talking past each other since 1996 The kids are grown and paying rent What are they waiting for? We know we were an accident
new music from Malachi Graham on Portland Radio Project. Yeah, there is a much more rockin' kind of undertone to it. Mm -hmm. Serious words, uh, a, a lot of empathy and sympathy in that sentiment, but at the same time, there's strength behind it because of that deeper and more vibrant music. Mm. It's really kind of good, girl. I think you hit the nail <laughs> on the you. head. I really think you did. <laughs> we uh, had a lot of fun arranging that one and just having it go from this sort of quiet contemplative space and yes. then bursting out into the real question. That yeah. was, yeah. Thank you so much. Who was helping you put Caretaker together? Who are some of the the engineers, artists, and cohorts that made this magic happen? One of my most important co-collaborators was actually my dad, um, Philip Graham, uh, who co-produced the album with me. Um, Big shout, Philip! Philip, he's the best. Uh, and so we actually recorded a lot of it um, in my parents' basement. Nice. They have a... Um, in the basement of their house, it's a 1920s speakeasy. Like it was actually a, a bar in the 20s, a secret bar. Um, and we, I think I knew this, but yeah. I forgot this and I love this. Okay. <laughs> um, which we know because my great grandmother lived in the house next door in the 20s. And so wow. she um, never liked the speakeasy. She said that the drunks would come out and like fall asleep on her flower beds. But that's where we recorded the album. Well, that's the worst <laughs> thing that they did on the flower beds. You're that's right. not too bad. Yeah, you're Oh, you're right. I think she may have been. She was probably being polite. Yes. Um, um, but so it's this beautiful kind of wood-lined room. And I brought in some dear friends. So my friend Jamie Stillway, who's an incredible um, guitarist and bassist. Um, she lives on Vashon Island now. But brought her in to play on all kinds of things. Sean Michael Thornhill uh, plays with the band Double Plus Good. And is just, both of them are just gifted um, at all kinds of different things and also at getting really weird. Yeah. So we would play each of the songs um, and try to play it in three different styles. Just like oh try God. and play like, what if we do a totally folky version? Okay, what if we do a totally rocky version? Yeah. What if we make it weird with synths? Um, and uh, on, on that last song, Together for the Kids, I think we decided, oh, we kind of like half of it in one way and half of it in another way. Yes. How can we bring those together? So... Um, yeah, it was, a, it was such a fun process, and my dad, as co-producer, just always challenged us to get weirder and weirder with the songs, and it was really special working with him. Wonderful job, all the way around. Very warm tone to it, too. You can feel that wood yes. in those songs. You really cool. can. I know that Caretaker is available on streaming platforms, mm -hmm. and we were just chatting that you've got it on vinyl. I do. I do. It's Ugh. my first time having solo vinyl. I'm really excited about it. So I have a lot vinyl of... Vinyl is the thing, man. It sounds... I mean, talk about having that warm yes. sound. It's delicious. Um, yeah, so it's available on vinyl. I have them all in my basement. If you go to my Bandcamp, malachygram.bandcamp.com, I will send you a vinyl. Personally, <laughs> you, I will send it, it out myself. speakeasy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That's wonderful. Oh, they're on CD too, if you want a CD. Awesome. <laughs> A lot of bands nowadays are releasing cassettes too. Yeah, I love cassettes. Have, I don't have this on cassette, on but um, I uh, have a car that only has a cassette player, so oh. I do really like. Okay. Uh, I like having. I like stocking up on cassettes at shows and okay. just playing a weird one. I'm a vinyl gal, mm. so I think I'll be getting Caretaker on vinyl. Great. Okay. Okay. Good. You did a show last week, Mississippi Studios album release, kind of 
get letting it out into the world type show. I heard it was a massive success. Congratulations on that. Thank you. It was so much fun. I, I can't imagine that it wasn't a good time, particularly after we had all kind of been shut in for a few days. Yes, there was sort of a, an enthusiastic desperation I in the bet. crowd. People were pretty excited to have gotten there. It was kind of the first day the roads were passable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on that. It was part of Portland Music Month. Yes. Which, for those of you listening that are not aware of what Portland Music Month is, it is just an amazing celebration of our incredible music community ecology that we have here in Portland. It's an opportunity for bands and venues and all of us music enthusiasts to put our money where our mouth is and get out to venues and support local music. There's a slight surcharge, for lack of a better way to put it, in the ticket prices so that that dollar or two from every ticket sold to a Portland Music Month show goes toward Music Portland's Echo Fund, which is essentially a musician scholarship program. What a great way to not only encourage people to break those winter blues and get out of the house in a January. Yeah, I know we're all broke, but... Get out of the house in a January. In January, see live music, support a local venue, particularly after everybody had to shut their doors last week because oh, of yeah. the ice situation. Super important now. Super important. And you might have a little bit more information about this. You you can actually donate directly to mm-hmm. the Echo Fund if you're not able to get yourself to a show. But isn't it a lot more fun to just go to a show? Yeah, there's some great local lineups. I think yeah. there's still about 24 shows left that are Portland Music Month shows. And you can go to of opportunity. check it out at portlandmusicmonth.com. But it's, it's just really cool. It's sort of it's bringing together exactly like you say it's encouraging people to remember our venues uh have to make it through the winter too yeah um there's a bunch of bills that are celebrating local talent which is just so important to support um and then this echo fund you know there's so much funding in the arts and culture space that goes towards um classical music Mm -hmm. and goes towards other kinds of music and you forget that Popular music is not a particularly for-profit enterprise either. It's right. really important to support the incubation of young talent and acts yes. in the area, um, especially as livability and prices get so much harder for for working artists in Portland. So yeah. um, supporting the Echo Fund, it supports venues, it supports artists, um, and it gives you – you get to go out for a fun night. So. And you get to go out for a fun night. Yeah. And go to those venues – Buy a cocktail, stick around afterwards and and talk to the new friends that you made, pick up some merch from that that new favorite band you just found, and then go have a bite to eat at the restaurant right around the corner. That ecology all has to work together in synergy for us to continue to have a vibrant, independent music community here in Portland. So for sure. I am curious, and maybe we'll ask Mira, who is Maliki's mom, this question, maybe we'll do this offline. Any of the shows that got canceled last week that were supposed to be Portland Music Month shows that couldn't get rescheduled during January, will that opportunity to still have that Echo Fund contribution trickle over into February? I don't know if that's the case this year. I know that last year I had a small million Portland Music Month show that had to get canceled okay. for illness, and we kept it as a Music Month show when oh, we nice. rescheduled it. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right, great. Well, I'll actually confirm that. And for any of the shows that got rescheduled that are trickling into February, still an opportunity 
at any time during any month of the year. Keep the party going. Keep the party going and and keep that echo fund getting getting bumped up with those those dollars. That's really really important. Speaking of small small million each tongue, Veronica. <laughs> small million shows. You've got uh, you've got some coming up. Yeah, we you just, have a little tour. We had just announced a, a little tour. Yeah, we're excited to be supporting another Portland band, Small Leak Sink Ships, um, on their uh, a run of their spring tour. Um, so we're going to be playing in Seattle. We're going to be playing in Portland at Star Theater on March second. Um, nice. Then in Eugene on March third, and in San Francisco on March sixth. So yeah, I'm really excited to get back out, and especially after we had to cancel a number of dates. Um, with my medical stuff at the yeah. end of last year. So I am I just could not be more excited to get out again. Where can people get tickets for any of those shows? If you go to smallmillion.com slash tour, all of those dates are up. And um, yeah, tickets are on sale now. Yay! I will have links to not only Small Million's website, but Malachi's website, so you can keep up on all things on our website, prp.fm. So you can just hop on over there and it'll be a one-stop shop. You can get your vinyl of Caretaker and get your tickets to the Portland show in March at Star Theater for Small Million. Yay, thank you so Any much. Any more solo shows in the in the works? Not lined up right now, but okay. I would love to. It was so, Last week's show was so much fun. Yeah, um, I bet. Playing with a full band and um, yes, it was absolutely dreamy. So I will, it will be on my website, malachygram.com. And that's hard to spell. It's M-A-L-A-C. C-H-I is Malachi. <laughs> That's an interesting name. It is. It's uh, Irish. Yes. Yeah, it was my Irish great uncle, and it was also my mom's childhood pet duck, Malachi the Mallard, who lived on the edge of Forest Park and R.I.P. was eaten by raccoons. Oh. I, I live in his honor, yes. Oh, well... I don't. That story doesn't surprise me or shock me in the least bit. <laughs> Anyone who knows my mom, this is very. Yeah. It, it totally fits. It totally fits. Thank you so much for coming down to the Portland Radio Thank Project Studio. Thank you for studio. having me, Monica. It's great to be in. We've got one more tune from Malachi's new album, Caretaker. This is Wonderful Life. Gives us a quick introduction, and then we'll we'll hear that magical song. Yes, this is a song. Um, about watching the movie It's a Wonderful Life uh, and uh, reminding yourself even when it's hard that that is true. Because it's we've only got one life to live. Oh, yeah. Gotta live it. All Gotta songs about it. caretaking, kind of about death. <laughs> kind of about death. <laughs> that, that came right full circle. <laughs> there you go. Right full circle. Maliki, th- again, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And thank you, everybody that is tuning into Portland Radio Project right now. I'm so happy... Every time I get to be in the studio for Sounds of PDX and talk to one of our local musicians, we've got a great community here. Keep tuning into PRP and supporting independent music. When you are getting treatment, I watched your favorite movie every night. About a man Who gave up every dream he ever had Someone always needed something He could give There's enough 